Hello and welcome to the latest rendition of the AG podcast. I'm not going to say the whole hello and good evening, good afternoon, because that got slated this week in the BFA. So we'll start off with uh, introductions, boys. Ash, as always, it's great to be here with you. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, good. How are you? How are you doing? I'm, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Glad to be on the podcast. Obviously, really upset to miss out on the last one. So uh, it's uh, good to be back and good to hear your dulcet tones. Uh, we've got a semi-regular person back on the podcast this time round um, from the land of trees. Bertie, good to see you, mate. Uh, thanks, Jam. It's my fourth time on, I think, and uh, it's great to be back. I'm uh, hopefully going to sound... Uh, loud and clear here from the uh, AG Clubhouse in Dublin because I've got a new set of Arctis uh, 9X Steel Sirius headphones. So hopefully I'm going to be loud and clear. And I know that you all have got new gear as well, So, but it's not as impressive as mine. It's great to be back though. Thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, hopefully you're getting paid for that advert, mate, to be honest. If not, they, uh, <laughs> you, should send, you should send the link when you d- drop a review on Amazon. I must do. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and last but not least, definitely not least, probably the last time he's last at anything, is uh, our newly crowned Premier League champion, Southey. Hello, Southey. How you doing, mate? I am good, thanks. I don't have any uh, fancy headphones like Bertie does, unfortunately, but I'm happy to be here anyway. Hopefully not the last time. Well, mate, do you know what? With a record like yours on FIFA and in events, you should be getting some sort of endorsements. <laughs> you, should be, you should be getting them lined up. If Bertie can get it, you can. Oh, I wish. I wish. This is it. Record record shirt deal, etc. Um, so what we'll do, boys, we'll just run you through how it's going to look today. Uh, glad to have, have everyone with us as normal. Uh, so we've got the introduction, which we've just done for you boys there. We're then going to recap transfer deadline day, the fun that was transfer deadline day. We're going to talk about not just the transfers, but also the, obviously the BFAs that ensued shortly after, as well as the raffles as well. We're then going to move on to the championship, then League One, F1 with Joe, and then we're going to round up with the Prem as well. Obviously, again, riding off what happened with Southey and uh, and Berger on the final days. We're then going to talk uh, golf with Bertie live on the podcast. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the friendly tournament we've got coming up in the offseason and the COD 2v2 sign up. If that doesn't stretch for the entire length of the podcast, we maybe just have enough time to squeeze in controversy corner at the end. Uh, but it has been a quite a slow week. So we'll uh, we'll move straight on, boys. So we're going to recap transfer deadline day. I mean, it's the best day in the AG calendar, isn't it? Let's have it. Let's have it. Uh, have it right straight away. Everybody, you know, myself, I was working a 12-hour day, but laptop was still on the, uh, you know, at the red ready. Made sure I could definitely get on and still get some deals done, of course. Um, so, Ash, I'm going to come to you to start off with. Um, yeah. I've obviously done a little bit of research prior to the podcast and picked out some standout transfers. Uh, so, you know, apart from the BFAs, did anything stand out for you in terms of transfer deadline day uh, again, prior to the BFAs kicking off? Yeah, I mean, generally, I think the transfers are quite quiet. Um, lots of people seem to have the same sort of uh, idea. Um, you know, sort of uh, the auction started early. Uh, Marcus treated us to uh, two, uh, two, two auctions early on in the day. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the one that stood out for me, I, I think, is uh, Walker Peters. Uh, going to Joby. Uh, bear in mind, this is on transfer deadline day, and uh, as I mentioned, most people looked ahead at the auctions. Um, he went for 25 million um, for Joby. Joby doing business early, and also um, Tunners bringing in the strike from yourself, champ, for 20 million uh, boating. 
Um, yeah, I mean that was that was definitely a big one for me. Again, it's obviously worked out completely not in my uh, not in my favour with the with the the outcome of deadline day, obviously, which we'll come on to <laughs> later on. Um, but yeah, I mean he was a, he's a fantastic player, and the only reason I let him go was because I was gonna I knew at some point I had the chance to bring in another striker over deadline day. Um, but Tunnels had been chasing me a long time to get Boateng, so I'm kind of glad to see him go to a good home. You know, if you can't have it's like a little dog, isn't it? If you can't keep it, you want it to go to a good home. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad he's uh, I'm glad he's got a good home in Tunis's uh, PSG squad there, um, and it's interesting what you say about Walker Peters as well because I believe is he 74 rated? Is that yeah, right? yeah, 74. You know, 74 for, for 25 million for a 74 rated player on deadline day definitely made a few eyebrows raise for me anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, Joby uh, looks like he's going to hopefully be on the way out of the relegation playoff. Um, obviously, other results depending. So we'll see if uh, if that move pays off. Uh, Bertie, did anything stand out for you in terms of transfers? No, I think uh, Ash touched on the, the big one really was uh, Kyle Walker-Peters. That was the one. And the Boateng going from you, from you to Turners. But apart from that, there wasn't really anti-exciting. It was all about the BFAs that day. Yeah. And obviously, so the, for you, it was as much as, and me as well, it was as much as transfers that didn't happen. Obviously, me and you had a, a PM conversation going backwards and forwards about your left back. Um, but uh, but obviously it wasn't to be uh, it wasn't to happen was it? Uh, no, not quite. I think we were stuck at twelve point five million in the middle, uh, and neither of us wanted it to to go to the full fifteen. Um, so what you said maybe next season you might come in for him, but depending on what wages go up to, what income, whatever you want to call it, goes up to. Uh, I think it'll be interesting because I might want to keep him by then. Yeah, it depends whether or not we've gone, you know, whether me and Man City have been through our court of arbitrations for sport hearing and, you know, whether we're allowed to sign anyone, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll right, see. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll move on because like you say, it was quite a quiet night in terms of the uh, in terms of the transfers uh, through the day. But we'll move on to the BFAs. So I, uh, you know, we've talked about this prior to coming on, boys. I've wrote down a couple of hits and misses in terms of uh, in terms of transfers. We'll play a little game. All right. So I'll tell you who it is, who bought them and what for. You tell me whether I put them in hits or misses. All right, so Ash, I'll come to you first. So yeah. Marcus Turam, 10 million to Sofa, hit or miss? Hit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's a no-brainer, guys, right? I mean, he's, you know, he's ripping it up in the Bundesliga. He's a great player, 80 rated, 10 million early on in yeah. the day. I mean, that's that's what you want, isn't it? You know, early doors, get it in there straight away. Yeah. Um, Bertie, Eric Bailly to Aaron, 16 million. Hmm, I think that's a bit of a miss when you look at the likes of um, Kevin Voigt going to Shelburne for 2.5 million. So I would say that's a miss. I actually put it in the hit only because he was then subsequently transferred to Payne Wales prior to the BFAs actually starting later on, obviously because the BFA was an early one. Um, Aaron managed to make a 9 million profit. Mm. Um, as well as uh, get another centre back in as well. So for that reason on its own, I did put it as a hit, but I absolutely take your uh, take your point. Um, so the Ben Foster to Harry for three point six million. Uh, I'm going to put that down as a miss because didn't he have him taken away as a, um, a <laughs> fine? So surely he shouldn't have lost him in the first place. Well, this is it. I mean, again, I kind of had that one in the middle because yes, it's great value, but obviously he's had to pay back at a BFA to get a player that he had taken off him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Moving straight on to another goalkeeper, so they'll stay with you. Um, Liverkovic to Bunsey, 15 million. What do you think about that one? Uh, well, I played Bunsey in the league, obviously, and then, but I thought his keeper was quite good anyway. That Samba, I think it is. 
Mm. Uh, I mean, so I got a 74 rating, I think he is. But yeah. I'll put that as a hit because obviously it's a bit, obviously still a big improvement on what he had. I think again, saves with feet, Trey. You know, 15 million. I think he's a good, good goalkeeper. Got a lot yeah. of potential. Uh, Bertie Batswayi to Wiz Fox, 10 million. Uh, I don't think he's great, really, when you look at what else went. So I'd say that's a miss. I was really hoping I was going to be asked about Jota here, but I go with uh, <laughs> a, mi- a, a, a miss for, for Batswayi. Fair enough. Uh, Ash Pulisic to Hilly, 33 million. I'm going to say hit. Um, I think, obviously, Pulisic is uh, 80 rated. Starting to hit a little bit of form at Chelsea as well now. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens to him next FIFA. Um, I'm going to say hit. Yeah, again, I, I, I would agree. Personally, I had him in the hit column. I think that 33 million, I thought he was the last uh, last batch of BFAs that evening alongside Jota, as Bertie alluded to. Um, I thought he'd go for a hell of a lot more. Let's put it this way. If I could, if I knew the 44 million I spent on Jota, I could have had Pulisic for 33 and actually still have him right now. <laughs> um, I would uh, I'd have gone down that route for sure. Um, okay, then. So, Ash, um, Mukulele. Uh, Nordi Mukulele to Berger, 31 million. And I water in 31 million for yeah. a centre-back. Yeah. I think you know where I'm going with that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mukulele, actually, you know, there's a couple of players on the sort of option that was quite uh, quite interesting, a couple that I have my eye on. Um, Mukulele was one of them. At the end of the day, I went for, um, I went for Meccano over him. Um, I mean, it's a big state. It's a big intent of the statement, I think, from Berger. Um, you know, spending that sort of money. On a centre back, I mean, you'd argue, wouldn't it? But then, again, he's another player that could could do a could get some sort of upgrade come the next FIFA. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's an interesting price. I, I'd have probably paid the same, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally thought he, he'd overspent a little bit, only because um, I think it was was it yourself, Southey, that got um, Kound or Kund or however you yeah, say it. Yeah, no idea, no idea how to say his name, but yeah, In- I got him for twelve point three million, I think it was. Yeah, and when you look at it, there's actually not much between them, is it? Yeah, that's you know, right. In terms of the stats. Were, yeah, when I saw you and uh, Berger going in for Mukulele and putting £25 million down, I thought, I saw that, um, that Kounde, and I thought I'd just go for him instead. He's not as fast, not as strong, but he'll definitely do the business, I think. Yeah, I would probably agree. And again, that's you know you had a bit of money there left over as well. So uh, definitely uh, a hit in terms of you. And for me, I think Berger's probably just overspent there a little bit. Agree, yeah. So, just a couple more. Uh, so, uh, Ash, I, I'm actually going to say this one. So, Ash, I actually had Bastos seven million to you. I actually had that down as a miss. What was your thinking behind that one? Because he's not your typical striker. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so I picked him up quite cheap, seven million. Um. I wanted someone, I guess, that could hold the ball up a little bit, um, a little bit more. Um, we'll see. Look, I mean, if it doesn't work out, we'll, uh, he can go early next season for seven million. I can't really grumble too much. No, it's not a bad uh, BFA uh, on deadline day, is it? Seven million. You rarely you get anybody for seven million on deadline day. To be fair. Uh, last one I had on the list uh, because I'm sort of sidestepping the Jotter issue till later on. Uh, we will talk about it, listeners. I promise. Um, is uh, is Declan Rice to Riverman Bertie? I had that as a 19 million pound miss. Uh, what what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, I think he's an improving player, and by the time the next FIFA comes around, I think he'll be uh, much improved. So I actually would say that's a hit. 
Yeah. yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's opinions, isn't it, at the end of the day? I just think, again, for the type of player Riverman likes, he likes pacey players. Like, I just saw it as a little bit of uh, an overspend in terms of that. He, I agree he is a good player and probably will get an upgrade. Uh, but for me, I would probably have had that down as a miss. But again, that's the whole point. You know, it's different, different uh, players for different people. Uh, it just in terms of uh, the the BFA in general, boys. Um, I mean, Suthi, I'll come to you first. Was there anybody that I've missed off on that list that we've not talked about that you think uh, that we need to talk about? Uh, I think we need to talk about Jake C getting a uh, Saint Maximin. He paid a lot of money for him, but that's a player that's right up his street, and I think it's going to cause a lot of people a lot of problems next season. Mm. Yeah, I would probably agree. I think that's uh, that's probably a good shout. Uh, Bertie, what about you? Uh, Musa Sissoko has to be the man for me. I look forward to deadline there every every year, every season. And the, the videos that we all do, I think it's a great part of the day. And I did say in my video, I was really looking forward to getting Sissoko in. And then I shot my load. I went too early. I prematurely bid. And 15 seconds about too early. And I was pipped at the post by Riverman. I was absolutely gutted about that. Because he was the player I did really want on it. No problem with lots of funds in my account, lots of scudo. So I really blew that, and uh, I might look to get him off um, Riverman at some stage. But he was the guy well, who was absolutely good at Sluestein. Well, this is it, isn't it? You've got the money there to go back in for him, providing there isn't a scudo cut, etc. at the end of the season. Mm. Mm. Um, Ash, anybody we've missed off that list that you want to uh, talk about? No, I mean, I just sort of, uh, the main one for me, I think, was, uh, I think we've already mentioned it, was uh, Jaxi. St. Maxim, 49.3 million. Um, you know, this is a guy who came into the league uh, late in the season. He's building his team. He's managed to finish um, third, possibly. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he can finish any higher, can he? Um, possibly. No. So, you know, I mean, for a guy to come in you know, late in the season, it's not his team. Um, get his games done, and uh, it, it's a big statement. It's a big statement ahead of next season. Yeah. No, I would agree. And again, obviously, when we come to the Prem, we'll talk about it. I think that uh, that Jaxi could be uh, could quite easily finish second next season um, above Berger. But we'll uh, we'll come to that. Uh, right. Uh, the only thing just to finish off on in terms of uh, deadline day was the uh, the the raffles. So obviously, the raffles Rhino run Richarlison, which I know he was over the moon about. And Bertie, you uh, managed to pick up Eric Bailly to add to your team of absolute superstars. So you've got to be happy with that. Uh, Leon Bailey, not Eric Bailly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're I was, I, I, aren't they? Yeah, sorry. I, 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 I was thrilled, but I, I did. I think I bought about five tickets for him. Uh, I wasn't looking for many players, and I, uh, I never got the chance to try him in the previous one. I think the Packers used to virtually on Leon Bailey. So uh, the whole time that we we're playing the previous version of the game, so I was excited to get him, and he's been well in my team. He's played really well in the games, but. Uh, uh, I know that Rhino was absolutely thrilled to get Rick Carlison. He absolutely loves that man. He is. He's a good player. Just a quick one before we move on as well. Boys, I don't know if you're hearing this, but Bertie's headphones that he bragged about, they sound like he keeps moving them away. Is Am I the only one that's hearing this? I could hear it as well, yeah. It sounds like you keep moving them like sort of like like you, your hands moving from left to right, and occasionally we get a sweet spot. <laughs> Doing some <laughs> rocking back motion, up. some rocking back right, motion. I would try and talk clearly for that he's, one. I'm not, I'm not actually his, moving. He's in his rocking chair. That's what it is, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Ag's. Uh, he's Ag's. Uh, do, do I say grandfather? I don't know. Maybe that's a bit harsh. Oldest member. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
a veteran. No, I'm, not a I'm actually not a grandfather, yes. I'm well, there you, go. there you go. Not quite. Not <laughs> no quite. quite. So, uh, so boys, what we'll do, we'll, we'll leave deadline day there for now. Obviously, we can come back to it later on in the podcast. But I want to talk about the uh, the league. So, we're going to move on to the championship. Okay. So, beginning with the championship, uh, again, we don't tend to run down them. Everyone, The leagues are there for all to see. We're just going to pick out some of the main points. So, firstly, we've got Aaron and Soggy as the top two. And they look to be solidified in the top two now. You know, Soggy's got a buffer of two games on Mackham. Uh, as well as three points. So I think those two are 100% up. So I cannot wait to see Soggy Cabbages in the Premier League next season. And then for me, boys, I don't know what you think. And uh, I'll come to you on this, Bertie, in a moment, because obviously you're in this division. Um, I think it could be any one of Jeff Mackham or Biggie to go up uh, as third place. What do you think? Um, I played by Mackham, Jeff, and uh, it's only Jeff. And I think only Jeff... He's a great player. Uh, I struggle against him. He beat me in both games. I think I took four points off Mackham Jeff, but he's improved significantly since then. That was the early season. But I'd fancy Jeff to get that third spot, to be honest with you. You think Jeff will hang on to it? I do. Well, he's, uh, he's, he's got two games in hand. He's one point behind Mackham Jeff. I, I do think he's going to snatch that third spot and put Mackham into the playoffs. Fair enough. I mean, Ash, do you sort of see a similar effect? Obviously, again, you, you've managed to hang on this season. You're still going to be in the Prem by looks of it next season. Um, yeah. you, who do you think is going to be joining us? Well, obviously, Aaron and Soggy, those two are sort of given. It's going to be interesting to see how Soggy does. Uh, you know, we, Soggy is a character that we've given plenty of uh, sort of stick in the past about the way he plays. He's done really, really well this season. You know, he's scoring goals and he's uh, defending well. So, fair play to him. Um yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. Um, you know, Jeff is in the driving seat, really. He is a point behind Mackham um, on the same or two games left. Um, so, yeah, I'd expect Jeff and uh, Mackham to switch. But then the sort of four that are in those positions, um, I know yourself, Bertie, you're just out of it, and you've got, you've got two games in hand as well, so you can sort of propel yourself into that sort of uh, playoff spot. It's it, There's still so much to play for in this division. Um in the next two games. Yeah, I've got... It's, uh, sorry, it's context, sorry. though, isn't it? I was going to say, sorry, before you go, go on from, from the playoffs there, that um, uh, my two games in hand are against Aaron, so I'm not expecting any points for that, but I've got two huge games then against Riverman and uh, Plunkett, and we're all within about two points. So the, the last that last playoff spot is going to be absolutely brilliantly fought after. It's going to be superb, I think. I mean, this is what I was about to say when I said about the context. You know, again, it's quite easy to look at the table and say, well, well, he's got two games in hand. But it's like, well, actually, who's his games in hand against? You know, if your game in hand are against the people who are the top of the league, chances are you're not going to pick the points up. Um, but, you know, we've seen that things can happen. I mean, Suthi, looking at the championship table, how far down do we go before we say that that person's now got no chance of uh, getting into the playoffs? Would we say Ryan Jones? Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I think... Oh, how Ryan Jones has been good in the league. So I think he's just come up from League One, hasn't he, this season? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think he's had a great season. And I think he'll be safe for next season as well. Uh, but just going back to the playoffs, actually, you were just talking about context then, Jam. Jeff's yeah. last two games are Mackham and Soggy, whereas Biggie wow. has Joe and Storm. So I think it's going to be Biggie in the top three rather than uh, rather than Jeff. I, think, wow, I, think, I do think Jeff will then go through into the Premiership via the playoffs. 
I mean, this is it. Again, it's just as probably interesting with um, with the option of having Riverman in the Premier League as it is to having uh, soggy cabbages. You know, we've seen Jeff in the Premier League before, I believe. Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see who we can uh, who we can get up there. For me, I think that the the thing to come out of the Championship, looking forward to it, and obviously it's a little bit harder for me and you and uh, and Ash today because we're kind of our seasons are almost finished now, if not finished already. But uh, yeah. in, in terms of the, the championship, could we possibly get, you know, the, the the granddaddy of them all in terms of the relegation playoff to League One, you know, Storm versus Joe? I mean, that, that would be the ideal game. That's the game that everyone wants for Christmas this season, isn't it, boys? I agree. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, Matt, definitely. You know, you, you know Storm better than any of us on the podcast right yeah. here, and obviously, you know, Joe, you've gamed with uh, Bertie. Sorry, you've gamed with Joe, obviously, on this site and previous sites as well. Um, Bertie, I'll come to you first. Who would be the big? What would be the biggest shock, Storm or Joe, to go down? Um, I think historically it would be Joe because he stayed in the Prem for quite a long time uh, successfully and he only went down on controversial goal difference a decision at the end of last season uh, but I do think he struggled with their, this version of the game so I do think it probably would be a bigger surprise if Storm went down because I think Joe is just struggling with this version of the game mm. Yeah, it's interesting I mean, sort of Ash what are your takes on that? Yeah, um I think the biggest surprise would probably be, um, I'm going to say Storm. I think, you know, Storm was obviously at the start of the season. You know, he came down from the Prem last uh, last season around. It, again, he's not really, he's had a bit of a mixed season, um, looking at the sort of, uh, the sort of uh, figures that he's got. I mean, uh, you know, we obviously we go off Joe and Storm. I mean, both of them, there's any, well, Storm, there's a two-point uh, difference between him and Rye Jones. Um, and even, you know, yourself, Bertie, I mean, even if it goes horribly wrong in the next sort of a couple of games, you could, you know, you could drag yourself into that as well. Um, if we were going off the two that are currently there, for me, it would be Storm, I think. I mean, again, the only reason I'm going off that is because for me, as much as I actually, I, people maybe don't think so, I do get on with both these guys, but I would love to see one of them in League One next season because I think it just would add, <laughs> you would add to the drama of next season. You know, Harry in League One, Rhino obviously still no, in League no, One. Harry in League you know, Two. Harry in League Two. two. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, commiserations, it looks like to Sofa and Big B, it looks like they're they're pretty much gone now. They can't claw themselves back out of it. I think Sofa's definitely gone. Yeah. Uh, Raz, I think think looking at it unless there's some sort of you know you know barring a miracle he's gone as well so um it will definitely be interesting to uh, to see what happens in terms of that uh, right boys we're going to move on to league one so uh if you can uh, have a little flick over at the league one title uh, challenge for me i think it's pretty much over isn't it i mean wells uh, he's got two games in hands over mdg he's a point ahead you know he's got a superior goal difference you know over double in terms of the goal difference. Um, Ash, is it over? Yeah. Do we think Wells is champion? Yeah, I mean, well, we said this at the start of the season, didn't we? Um, yeah, I mean, sixty-three goal difference. That's, I mean, that's you know that. that's double. Yeah, it backs all. That's double down there. No, um, so no, there's no surprises there. Um, obviously, MJG's had a good season as well. He's only lost one game. You know, he's actually got the best sort of record in the league in terms of losing tight, uh, losing games. So he's another one that fully deserves to go up um, at the end of the season. Um, and then obviously Wince. I mean, you know, Wince has sort of uh, has gone up in the past and come straight back down. 
Um, I mean, could you imagine Wince, and, uh, Wince going up in the automatic spot and Rhino coming up in the uh, playoff? <laughs> I, I think that's one of those things, isn't it? You know, when you're building your accumulator and that when you add one in and then you add the second one, it immediately jumps from 10 to 1 to 10,000 to 1. <laughs> that's that situation, I think. That, that won't happen. One of the things may happen, but both won't. It's just the universe will just implode if that happens, I believe. Um <laughs> So, I mean, Bertie, obviously, you know, like myself, we play with a lot of the guys in uh, in League One, um, you know, Payne, uh, Tunners, Rhino, Diadex. Well, the artist formerly known as Diadex, sorry, I should say. Um, mm. in, in terms of the seasons, I mean, it's for me, the one I'm going to pick out, I know Rhino's had a little bit of an upturn in form recently and Payne likewise, but I want to pick out Tunners because if you look at that table, all you see around him is seas of red and yellow. And there's him with a stunning record of, you know, five wins out of the last five. I believe he's got uh, another game coming up tonight. He could be the the sort of the four, well, he is the form player running into this, uh, the end of these last few fixtures. Do you think there's a chance of him squeaking that last payoff, uh, playoff space of, off Rhino? I definitely do because uh, I think he's a player that always underachieves in the league. I know when I play him, I always have trouble against him. He's a good player. He plays lots of uh, weekend league, so he plays lots of FIFA. I just think he always underachieves when he's playing in the league. So I think he could. The only thing is that um, uh, Rhino is playing Worm in the next game, and like that's a big six-pointer. If if Worm can beat Rhino in two games, that puts Turners right back in it. But Turners is dependent on Rhino to really screw up to put Turners back into it. That's the only thing. I mean, the ideal result for Tunners there would be a, would be Worms take four points off him, wouldn't it, really? Yeah. Because if Worm takes six, you've got to look at that, puts Worm on 39. And again, depending on who Worm plays, it could mean Worm's out of sight. So Tunners could do with a couple of draws or, you know, or a bit of a point shared situation there, really. Um, but I mean, so the, while, uh, while we come to you, um, again, in terms of the League One, uh, the, the playoff place, if we look at in, in particular, who do we think is going to finish in that playoff? I mean, it looks like Payne Wells has pretty much got one of the positions sewn up. And, uh, and apart from Lost Boy's recent slight dip in form, he's had a phenomenal season, especially compared to last season. Uh, do we think those two can stay in there? And, and will Hilly and Rhino and Worm and Tunners make up the last two spots? What do you think? Uh, I think that four that you can see there in the playoff spots already, I think that's going to stay as it is. I think Payne and Lost Boy, as you said, they've had great seasons. Uh, Rhino, I think, will get across the line, but then he likes to ball it, apparently, I've heard. <laughs> so I think he, uh, but I think, but then I, it's hard to call the actual the playoff result who actually go up then. I think I think Lost Boy could do it. I know he's six points, what's that, five points behind Payne Wales, but I think Lost Boy, I know, I know a lot of people have said that Lost Boy's improved this season as well. I played him, I think, in an event not too long ago, and he, he played really well. I, I struggled against him as well. So I think it's going to be the top three you can see there, and I think Lost Boy will get across the line as well. I mean, do you think transfer deadline day will have a part to play in this as well? I mean, we saw Payne bring in a couple of additions. Hilly brought in Pulisic, obviously, and Rhino brought in Richarlison, and uh, and I believe one other as well. Um, so yeah, and then Donka, that's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, do we think, uh, Ash, do we think deadline day will, will play a part in, in who actually finishes in the playoff positions? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, I mean, the key there, it's got to be Pulisic, isn't it? Do you think Pulisic can, can fire Hilly into possibly even fourth or fifth? Yeah, I mean, if, if, if Pulisic, you know, that we were talking earlier, I think, about the sort of money spent on Pulisic. If Pulisic now gets him into the uh, into the championship, you, you'd say it's uh, it's money well spent. 
Um, yeah, you absolutely would. Definitely. Um, so just before we move on uh, from League One, um, Southey, is there anybody sort of towards the bottom of that league that you think has maybe had an underperforming season compared to where they, they maybe thought they would be? Anywhere from sort of maybe 10th downwards? Uh, well, 10th downwards makes it, it makes it easy. I think Harry was expected Wee, to be a lot closer to the playoffs than he actually is. I think that was the answer you were looking for. 10th <laughs> <laughs> downwards on purpose, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just easier if it comes from someone else, you see. So I'm not uh, sort of creating an institution of bullying, uh, is what I get called uh, by Joe all the time. Um, in all seriousness, though, again, I think we, we do give him a bit of stick, but he should have had a much better season, shouldn't he, Ash? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, it's clearly not gone, uh, you know, he's lost 14 games, he's only won seven. So it's not really even been the sort of mixture of uh, results. Obviously, he had that sort of a. He lost Ben Foster middle of the season. Um, you know, hopefully, lesson learned there. Um, so yeah, I mean, he'll be disappointed. Um, you know, and uh, hopefully next season he can uh, whatever division that may be, uh, depending on how obviously things go. Um, you know, whether we sort of go to four leagues or not. Um, He'll be hoping for a better season for sure. I mean, his goal difference as well. He's on minus twenty nine. Um, it's not good. He'll yeah, be disappointed. Of, yeah, it's, it's worse than some below him, isn't it? There as well, which is the uh, which is the thing. Um, okay, I mean, the last thing I want to say just in terms of League One, obviously, I know we're on the the run up to the end of the season now in terms of that. Um, just a shout out in terms of pain, you know, forty five goals for Minamino as top goal scorer. Um, word has it on the street there was a little friendly bet between Payne and Rhino as to who would score more goals out of Minamino and Dan James. Uh, so the current standings have it: Minamino forty five and Dan James twenty seven. So I think we know there's a clear winner there. So whether there was a forfeit involved or some sort of uh, you know payment in terms of that bet, I'm not sure. But there's uh, there's definitely a clear winner. Who knows? Maybe next season it'll be Richarlison outscoring him. We'll see. Uh, right, we're going to just take a break from the leagues there, boys. We're going to go catch up with Joe in terms of the last couple of F1 races. So Joe, if you can uh, fill us in on that, that would be great. Thank you. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me back once again. As always, we've had two races since we last spoke. We had Italy last week and we had the notoriously tough Singapore street circuit on Monday gone. We'll take a quick look at the races. Looking at Division 1 in Italy, it was a pretty brutal race for Aaron. He started on pole position and got taken out of the first bend. He actually didn't finish the race. We had a win for Soggy Cabbages. He started third, finished first, also with the fastest lap at 125 dead. We had Shelbourne in second place, who kept up his good form. Bunsey in third, a fantastic finish for Big B in fourth, and Berger in fifth place. Down to Division 2, it was a surprising win for Riverman. It was a very heavily penalty-laden race in Division 2. Pretty much everyone had a lot of penalties, including Riverman himself, who had five seconds. He started fifth, he finished first. We had Hilly in second, he had started fourth. He had 13, second of pen- uh, 13 seconds of penalties. And we had Jaminator in third place. He had 20 seconds of penalties. Moving on to Monday Night Gone. Like I said, Singapore's been notorious for being quite hard. It's an awful street circuit. I actually started on pole position myself and again got taken out of the first bend. Bunsey won the race. He started second. Uh, we had Shelbourne in second place. He had a lot of 
bad luck. He actually had to pit twice. He also clocked the fastest lap of the race with a 1.436. We had Sully coming in the third place. I finished in fourth despite being taken out on the first bend. And we had suited recluse in fifth place. Division two, we had a really nice win for Hilly that propelled him up the standings quite a lot. He'd started in third place. We had Rhino in second place. He came up from eighth on the grid. We had Harry in third. We had Mark in fourth and Jeff in fifth. That was the second fastest lap on the trot for Hilly, who clocked a 147.5. We'll take a quick look at what that's done for the tables. Soggy Cabbage stands clear in Division 1, still is on 170 points. We've then got a pretty close race for second place. We've got Bunty on 138, and Shelbourne has been in fantastic form. He's on 131. We then drop down to 71 points for Ninja Bean, 61 for Suited, 55 for MJG, and 53 for myself. Division 2 is looking very, very close. We've got a tie for first place. We've got Mark the Shark and Hilly, both on 113 points. Harry, 12 points behind at 101. We've then got Newins on 92, who's packed in. We've got Jam on 90 and Rivman on 73. That was week 15 guns. We've only got six races left. The next couple of weeks, see us going to Russia and Japan. Should be an enjoyable couple of races. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. Brilliant, Joe. Thank you very much for that update. Uh, I mean, Bertie, just while we're on F1, I mean, this week's F1 race in, in Division 2, for me, it was an absolute shambles. Uh, what was your take on it? Because obviously you managed to scramble home from golf to get there in time. I bet you wish you'd not rushed as much, yeah? No, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I uh, basically got in at two minutes to ten, just ready to get on. And you very kindly took over the hosting of it for the week. And uh, yeah, never, never doing that again. <laughs> but we had uh, we had rain, and it was a very very funny race from the point of view of myself and yourself and Gazgrass, all of who hadn't really a clue what we were doing. And between us, we managed 22 stops trying to get the right tyres on and the funny thing was I know in my case that I eventually managed to get the wet tyres on and I come out and what had it done? It had stopped raining. <laughs> it was just bizarre but it, we were going in we didn't know what we were doing everyone was telling us you know you need to press this you need to press that but like uh, I struggle to keep the carrot between the walls so to actually try and look and see what I should be doing on screen it's just too difficult for me but uh, I thought it was a fun race and I thought the three of us actually did well to finish 7th, 8th and ninth and get points out of it but I thought I was say, yeah, we, this is it. We've got points at the end of the day, so persistence is key. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of F1 and Division One, obviously from Southy and uh, and Ash, obviously next week's Russia. Um, this week, obviously, was Singapore. What do you boys think about Singapore? Glad to see the back of it. Southy, if you, you want to go first, uh, I didn't actually mind it. To be fair, I uh, I'd give um, Buncey a couple of love taps, which I don't think he was too impressed with. But I apologise. It was all right. I know for a fact Berger did not uh, did not enjoy it. He had, um, <laughs> he had a bit of a rage uh, with uh, suited. I got front row seats to that incident as well. But that's on the uh, on the forums if you want to have a look at that. <laughs> Do you know, honestly, I mean, Ash, obviously you, you're in the Division 1 race every week. And yeah. for me, I just think if it's not Berger kicking off at someone, it's not Shelbourne and Suited having a scrap. It's not Ninja and Aaron, obviously. Now they can't because Ninja's left, but having a scrap. It's just It just seems bizarre. It seems like real tit-for-tat in that league. Well, it's competitive, isn't it? Competitive racing, as Harry would say um, <laughs> a while back. Yeah, I mean, on the whole, I quite enjoy Singapore. I thought it was a good... Uh, it's one of those tracks that you have to be sensible around. You know, we've had a couple of them in the season. 
uh, that you can't do anything reckless. And uh, look, I, I think the issue is, with, especially with some of the uh, the incident that happened with Berger, you know, and one of the issues that I think it arose from was the uh, the whole that it was lagging out a little bit. It it happens in every game, and it's nothing really that you can do about it. I, I think that you know it, it's one of those games that you just sort of got to look at it and laugh a little bit and not get so so worked up. Um, I mean, you should have heard you should have heard Berger in the party the other night. I mean, it's just you genuinely thought something had properly happened. Um, you know the way he goes on that. I mean, he's passionate, he's competitive, um, and I, I like that about him. But <laughs> man, um, it's his best trait, but his worst trait. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the on the whole, um, it was a good race. I enjoyed it. It could have been worse. I, I, we um, we did a couple of laps in the rain uh, beforehand. Oh my word! I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad uh, it wasn't because I wouldn't have made it round the first lap. <laughs> this is it. it probably took me, me, Bertie, and Gaz. I think we were probably racing at about ten forty still, something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, see, so yeah, I'm, I'm personally, I'm glad to see the back of wet Singapore. Let me tell you. Uh, right, boys, we're going to move on to uh, just somewhere else where Berger has failed to win this week, um, which is the Premier League. So, first of all, big congratulations, round of applause for Southey. Congratulations, my friend. Is this your second title? Uh, it is. Yep, yeah, second. Yeah, fantastic. So you did win it last year as well, is that right, last season? Yeah. Yeah, so you'll be able to get the third next season? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Who do you think, obviously we've talked about it a little bit, who do you think is going to be your biggest challenger, Berger or Jaxi? Uh, I hate to do this to Berger, but I think it's going to be uh, Jaxi, Jaxi, whichever. Yeah. Uh, in, terms of, it, in terms of that, I mean, is that simply because of the players he's brought in recently? Or do you think that, I mean, even with a, a sort of relatively naff squad this season, he's done quite well? Yeah, that's that's definitely it. Because uh, I played him, um, I think it was last week, or well, the Friday before the transfer deadline day, because obviously everyone was on uh, on his back for delaying the game. Um, but yeah, when we played that Friday, it was a tough, really tough game. And to say his team is, well, considerably worse than what mine was. I struggled. I think it was 2-0 and uh, a 1-0, but I definitely didn't, didn't deserve those results. Mm. I mean, the thing is, those results, obviously, ultimately have what's seen you across the across the line. Um, so, yeah, so champion, 58 goal difference, 60 points. Uh, obviously, we're still two games to play as well, which are going to obviously be a, just a procession. Uh, the boys will be on the beach, I imagine. Um, but, I mean, the key thing I want to look at there in terms of we talked about... Um, MJG in League One, having uh, he had seven draws this season. He's got so far of obviously games still to play. You've not drawn a single game. Um, I mean, what's the thinking behind that? I mean, I, I always sort of say on the podcast when I talk about you, and it's not an insult, so please don't think it is. But the difference between playing you and Jaxie and Berger is, for me, you've got a touch of the, of the old style soggy cabbages about you, whereby your your game management's there. You'll see a game out if you're winning sort of two one or or you know three one you'll sort of not slow it down because it sounds really derogatory, but you will maybe labour a couple of passes and take a bit more time. Well, that's what it feels like anyway when you're playing against you. It feels like you're sapping the energy out of the game. Whereas with Jakesy and Berger, it can be like a bit of a basketball game, you know, end-to-end quite a lot. Would you say that's something you do intentionally or is it just something that uh, that comes naturally? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's just something that comes naturally. I don't go out of my way to uh, play around the back once I've got a goal, but... Uh, obviously against the better players like Berger and Jake. See, once I've got that goal, uh, they can't score if they haven't got the ball at the end of the day. Um, mm. It sounds a bit, well, yeah, it sounds a bit negative, but that's that's just the way I've played FIFA for as long as I can remember. But uh, I've scored, I've still scored the second uh, 
most amount of goals in the league. So it's not it's not a defensive style, but you're probably right. Once I've got that two goal lead, I'm mm. quite happy to. Well, it shows with the goals that I've conceded. I've only conceded 17 goals, so I think I think you are fair to say that once I've got that lead, I'm quite happy just to just to sit back a little bit, pass it, make those extra one two passes in the build up, just slow the game down, as you say. I think that's it. And again, it's not. It's, again, please don't take it as an insult. Because if I had your ability, I'd be very happy. <laughs> if I was winning, uh, winning two titles back to back, it's just something an assessment I've made when I've played you myself, and obviously seen uh, seen streams and things. It's something that you do very well, and for me, is what separates you from Berger and Jaxi. Um, in terms of obviously competition, we've seen that this season. Obviously, Berger ran you semi close, and Jaxi, we think next season will. Um, is there anyone else that you think next season could sort of penetrate that top three bubble, as it were? I mean, I know this season. And I finish sort of classified as best of the rest, uh, with Ash possibly slightly behind me. Um, but uh, I mean, what do you think? Do you think any of the, the sort of me downwards in the Prem can can pop that bubble or not? Uh, not really. I don't think. I think you're, you're, as you say, you're probably best of the rest on that. But the new boys have done really well as well. Shelbourne is suited. I know Mark's gone down, but he was. I went. I think I went two nil, two one down to Mark as well. Um, but yeah, I think. I think suited always causes me problems. I think if he, I think if suited actually went for a few more games, because I know he's admitted that he sometimes just plays to keep his goal difference down. I think because he's really good on the ball. I think if he went mm. for it a bit more, I think he could definitely um, move up to try the fifth, fourth spot. Um, but I think you are probably best of the rest, as you say. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Just in terms of this season, I am for sure. I would still say that probably Ash and me, and arguably, weirdly, Buncey. I mean, I mean, Ash. I'm going to come to you now because I've, I've, we've spoken to to Suddy quite a lot there. I mean, yeah. what's happened to Buncey? I mean, Buncey was sort of top two or three at the start of the season, and you know, he, which he's admitted himself, and then he's just dropped off a cliff a little bit. What's happened? Yeah, well, I mean, look at his last five games. He's lost. Uh, you know, he's lost four out of five. Um, it's uh, it's all gone wrong at some point. Um, you know, he got seven wins, and I think probably what five, six of them came right at the start of the season. Mm. Um, and ever since then, it's sort of uh, it's sort of been on the downward spiral. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, he's still got the two games in hand on Joby. I mean, Joby is uh, you know, if Buncey wins those two games, then it'll put Joby into the sort of uh, playoff spot. Um, I, I think Bunksy's a good player. Um, I think if he was to go down, um, he'd probably do really, really well in the championship and come back up next season. Um, and with the likes of sort of, um, you know, Aaron and Socky coming into the division, Bunksy is a player that I'd like to see stay in the Prem. Um, but, you know, his last two games um, are against Shelbourne. Um, so that's uh, obviously Shelbourne's had a fantastic season. So, you know, he needs to take, uh, well, he, he needs to win, or he needs to win in a draw. He can take four points, it'll put Joby into the uh, into the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't see, with the sort of form that Shelbourne's had this season, I, I fear for Buncey a little bit. Mm. I mean, the interesting thing, obviously, Mouse, we know, if, if no one knows by now, obviously, he's uh, he left the leagues uh, with one game left to go to personal reasons. Um, so, obviously, Mouse is down in terms of defaulted wins, but he would have been down anyway. Um, so, we'll skip over him. Obviously, Mark, again, there's no chance of him fighting his way out of it now. Ne- neither Paul Lowe's as well. They're both uh, confirmed to be in the championship next season. Um, I mean, Ash, Paul Lowe's, I mean, and Mark, to be fair, this is just a, this is almost like um, West Brom, 
and <laughs> West, what maybe West Ham, maybe or you know another team like that ilk that just go up and down and up and down. And for me, I think that it's in in terms of Mark. Obviously, I think again, it's he's been unlucky in terms of what we talked about with uh, with again with MJG and Sudi, the difference. Yeah. So you know he's not drew any games. He's either one extreme or the other. He's won or he's lost. Yeah. And that's that's you know that grit and that sort of fight in a game maybe is what's let him down a little bit. But in terms of Paul, I mean he's he's lost out there. You know he's he's not a, a million miles behind the relegation playoff candidates. Um. But I mean do you, again, do we think that Paul and Mark will just bounce back again like they normally do next season? I think yeah. I mean I think it's going to be uh, they're going to be up there. Um, you know, Mark's a good player. Paul, on his day, is a good player. Um, you know, obviously this season has been sort of, uh, it's been more bad days than good days. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, if Buncey was to go down with them as well, I mean, Buncey, Paul, Mark. Uh, it's a strong three, isn't it, going down? That's it. Very strong three. That's it. And uh, it, it would make for a cracking championship next season. And let's not forget as well. I think was, I can't remember if it was last season or the season before. You know, Joby and uh, maybe it was season before actually because Colmore was in there. But uh, you know, Joby did incredibly well in the championship. You know, I think he only lost like one game, came second, had a, a new a huge amount of points on most of the uh, most of the division. Um, you know, and he's just struggling to still be the prem. So just to show the quality, doesn't it? You know, separating the two, we've seen that Wince and Bry and Bertie and people like that can sort of fluctuate between championship and League One. Yeah. But I think it's very difficult to. Like again, which just for me cements the the praise that Shelbourne and Suited deserve because they've actually managed to come up and stay up ahead of people that are actually traditionally you know bits and bits and bobs up and down. So those two have had a phenomenal season to be uh, to be clear of trouble really. Uh, yeah, Bertie, yeah, just. Just in terms of uh, yourself, obviously, again, fingers crossed, obviously, good luck from the podcast, boys. We hope that you do come to the Prem next season and sneak into them playoffs. But if the, the realism thing maybe is to happen and you don't manage to squeak in there, who do you think is going to be the biggest challenge next season, dropping down into that championship? Um, I think Paul Laws is a class player. I've always struggled against him. It all depends with Mark and which Mark turns up, because I think he's probably played very little with his actual league team. He plays a lot of foot and I think he struggles when he comes back then to play with his, his league team. So if he kind of plays a bit with his league team, he's very strong as well. The two of them, are, they're just, just two strong players and I would expect him to go straight back up. Um, it's a long time since I played Sean. I can't even remember when I last played him. I always think Bunty is a good player uh, and I do expect that... I'm surprised to see him where he is and I expect that he will win any playoff. So I don't expect him to come back down to the championship I expect to see Sean maybe if anyone can come back down yeah I, I think again I think that Bunsey will stay up in the Prem if he ends up in a relegation playoff I really do I can't see him uh, him dropping down at all personally but again th- we've seen weirder things happen at the end of the day haven't we um, but uh, but yeah uh, before we move on uh, boys anybody else want to say anything about the, cha- the, uh, the Premier League no cool okay so we'll move on uh, Bertie we've arrived at your golf segment live for a change so if you would like to take it away with uh, with this week's golf segment please uh, excellent thank you very much from the AG Clubhouse uh, we've had two uh, events since last uh, I was on we had a major in week four where Wizfox surprised us all he shot a fantastic score of minus 17 and he pushed Welza to the pin of his collar and Welza only won by one shot he was an 18 under so that was the first major of the season going to Welza a great win for him again Next week, we played Ogo Pogo, and it's only Jeff was a comprehensive winner here. He, he shot 31 under, and he was seven shots ahead of Rhino, who shot a 
24 under, which was a great score because his handicap was zero. So it was a great score by him, but just he was well behind Jeff. Uh, the one thing I do want to mention is that the sign-up for the match play is open, and we've had a phenomenal take-up already. It's so good that we've actually had even a couple of guys who don't even play regularly on the tour, like Emotional Worm and Beard have signed up for it. Because we're doing it this year with a bit of a difference. Uh, I think uh, if we just played the normal handicap where you had played the normal match play where there was no handicap, we'd probably have uh, Welza and Rhino in the final. But what we're going to do this time is play the match play using the handicaps that are in the society. So that should lead to every single game being really, really competitive. And I have no idea what, who was going to win. It could be the best ever. I'm really looking forward to it. And if it's successful and it proves to be very close games, I'm hoping that maybe we'll actually go with the uh, society handicaps in the future because it's very difficult to judge handicaps week on week. And you always have people saying, oh, I should have more shots or he should have less shots or whatever. So look, if you're interested at all, join up. You know, we have 24 in already and the more the merrier. Uh, but that's going to be starting uh, next Monday. Fantastic. I mean, it, it's funny what you say there about the the handicaps that you have to work out, but you've got. I don't envy your job at all because I know Ash had a bit of a plunge at the uh, the golf before. I don't know if you still do it, Ash, or not. But with me, sort of week to week, I can be you know really up for it, like I was this week, and I think I shot minus two and minus two or something like that, um, which for me is is actually really good. And obviously, some people shoot a lot more than that, so fair play to them. They're obviously much better at the game than me. Um, but for me, you know, minus four overall is is really good, and obviously add that to my handicap of twenty that you applied to me obviously that comes out of quite a competitive score um but the week before i uh, i went horrendously over on both rounds um and it gets to the point for me where i just sort of feel like I'm, I'm i've not got the patience for it you know i sort of jack it in halfway around and just do it honestly for the scudo um which uh, which is completely the wrong way to do it really so i think it's a game of patience which obviously you've tried to tell me before and um mm. I think if anybody's struggling with shots and you think that you, you, your shots are going really long or not long enough and wind and all this sort of stuff and if the ball's rolling off, Bertie's got a really good formula that he sent to me the other day, um, which just explains it. So it might be worth uh, contacting Bertie if you want some tips. I'm sure you'd be happy to uh, happy to oblige Bertie. Absolutely. So basically what I have is, is I have a yardage for all the, all the clubs in the bag and the way you play them, whether it be pitches or whatever. So these are the pro clubs that will tell you for example, if you're hitting a, a nine iron, then it's going to go many yards in the air and then how far it's going to roll out. So it should help you judge better. You know, like I, I think you play, uh, and I've said this to you before, you play uh, the golf like Formula One and you're trying to get around as quickly as you can. Which is, it's not really the way to play the golf. It's uh, relaxing, take your time, enjoy it. But uh, yeah, if anyone is interested in that, just uh, send me a PM and I'll send it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So uh, we'll, we'll move on, boys, uh, from uh, from Bertie's golf segment. And just before we head up to the uh, the last segment of the uh, the podcast, I just want to plug two more things. So we've got Hilly and Plumkit are the new admins for the COD 2v2, which the sign-up is now live. Uh, me and Marcus obviously ran it in its inaugural season last season and, and had great numbers and, uh, and great activity as well. Fingers crossed we can get the same again. Um, lovely addition this time, which seems to be getting voted for, which if, uh, if, say, me and Ash were partners... And we arrange to play a game and Ash doesn't turn up. I've got to take the game on my own, which I think is brilliant. Um, so, you know, hats off to the guys coming up with that one. Absolutely fantastic. But uh, please just bear in mind, you know, they're asking for availability in terms of what your average week looks like. 
just try to be as flexible as possible, guys, because I can't tell you enough from an admin point of view how frustrating it is to have to try and chase games and uh, and you know try and help this situation out because the COD League is, is going to be a really, really good league and a great addition to the site. And especially if we're going to have a bit of a layoff, it'd be nice to have something competitive to fill that, fill that void. Uh, and just uh, the final thing to plug in terms of upcoming things for the off-season, uh, Marcus is discussing, obviously, in the admin room and, and recently put out to the general forum as well about the option of a friendly tournament. So it'll work very much similar to the ladder system we had in place prior to uh, prior to the site being upgraded, whereby you basically will get paid out for the amount of friendlies that you conduct. I believe that in terms of competitive games, you're just going to play the same amount of people. This is the same person around 10 times, I believe it is. Um, but you do get added incentives for playing, you know, every 20th member, every 30th member and so on. So the uh, it's really there to try and help you get engaged and maybe play people you haven't played before. You know, for example, me, I never really play uh, friendlies against people like Wizfox or... Um, Oh, I don't know, uh, Andy Brill, whereas me, Bertie, you know, even Southie and Ash, you know, I'll play these guys on a regular basis. So I think it's quite good that there's that incentive there to try and seek out people you don't often play. And uh, and again, and Bertie will attest to this as well. The guys that would be considered as lesser players, maybe, in League One or lower end of championship, you know, your mantra is very much play the better players, isn't it, Bertie? Because that's the only way to get better. Absolutely. I think you only learn from the better players. Like, it's no point being someone that you, that you know you're going to beat because... Uh, when you go and say play the likes of Sodi and you see how he plays the game and how he creates the chances and the type of chances he creates, you learn from that. You know, mm. that's the way to improve with the game. Yeah. Uh, so, Ash, I mean, in terms of the off-season, the friendly tournament, something you're looking forward to? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be good. Um, obviously... Sorry, Ash, are you there? Yes, yes, sorry. You, you, you might. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be nice, I think, because obviously it's sort of, uh, it is optional. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a good setup just to sort of, um, you know, tie us over. Um, obviously, we don't know what's happening in terms of, uh, you know, we presume the next season is going to be on the new FIFA. Um, you know, there's still a lot of things to sort of, uh, be gone around with that so yeah I, i'm looking forward to it I, i'm looking forward to this in the sort of uh next couple of weeks yeah but i mean so that you've got to be looking forward to it obviously it's something else that you can potentially win um so another thing for you to uh, to strive towards oh yeah i'm looking forward to it. i think it'll be good because uh, it's a good thing is as well that because all the the new members that come to the league it gives them a chance to wear some scudo as well to buy to make like a team their own straight away mm. um, which i think is probably one of the best things about it yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I've sort of mentioned in, in passing, uh, one thing that I would really love to see, whether it will happen or not, I don't know, um, is for me that the, the notion that the transfer window is going to be closed for three months makes me feel a bit uh, bit sad. I would love to, you know, alongside this uh, this friendly tournament, if the transfer window can maybe be reopened when the season finishes. Um, I know there's a lot of admin work that goes into it. I, I fully appreciate that. And if it's not possible, then fair enough. But I feel like, um, you know, site activity is at its most vibrant when there's transfers going on. So fingers crossed we can uh, we can get to a point where that's feasible. 
Uh, right, boys. I mean, to be fair, I mean, in looking at the time, we need to crack on, don't we? Do we, do we finish the podcast there? Do we think there's nothing else to no, discuss? Is no, there? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, right, okay. We'll, we'll finish off then, boys. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about controversy corner. Um, I, I feel like at this point, it's better if maybe I hand over to someone else to maybe kick this off, and then sort of we flip reverse it, and I become the interviewee. So, uh, Ash, would you like to maybe introduce controversy corner this week? <laughs> Whatever, shall we? Talk? talk about so um obviously on the transfer deadline day jam went for a lovely little player diego jota spent big 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 money uh 44 million i think was the second highest bid of the day second highest it might have been third highest uh you've got him in and all that but you hadn't uh, you hadn't quite timed your uh, your money quite right had you no, that's it. Yeah, I think um, in terms of the money, I, I'd looked at the, um, the the sheet. I think in the BFA prior to that one, I'd purchased Danny Olmo. And uh, Danny Olmo's wages hadn't actually appeared on my sheet yet. It wasn't refreshing in time. So rather than checking the uh, the squad sheet, I just looked at the wages, thought, oh, absolutely fine, quid's in there. I've got 44 million to play around with. So I just thought, bugger it, I might as well just put all the money down on one player. Obviously, lo and behold... Uh, all the wages came in then, and I uh, and had a little bit of a fright. Yes, <laughs> yes, you you did, didn't you? Yeah, and then bit... go on. And then you kicked off a lovely uh, a lovely thread for our friend uh, our friend Storm. Yeah, I mean, basically the I, the thing I want to say on this is. Because I think this is, and this is sort of like, you know, serious faces on now, guys. And, and Bertie, Bertie knows me probably better than most. And obviously, Ash, yourself, in terms of working with you on the podcast for, what, 50 episodes or whatever it is now, you know. Over really? Years. Really? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, I, I, as much as, yes, Joe always says I'm a bit of a tryhard and things like that. And 100%, I like to win games. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think it's important that people know from an integrity point of view that as an admin and as any admin on the admin team as well, um, you know, we're here to make sure everyone enjoys the, the game and the side of it, that it's fair and, and things like that. Um, for me, I would never delay a game purposefully uh, to avoid having being paid out and going into administration, um, despite the accusations of Storm. Whether that's a bit of banter or not, I'm not sure. Hopefully it is. Um, and just having a bit of a laugh but in all seriousness um, you know me and Mark um, were in communication on Saturday night he wanted to play uh, ultimate team um, and again I didn't I weren't really feeling it so we, we sort of postponed it and you know we had arranged originally to do it after F1 um, which is when it got played so it was uh, it was absolutely fine um, and yeah in the end despite uh, me obviously trying to sort of cover the wages last last minute with a blog um it wasn't to be. And I haven't, I genuinely haven't got a problem with losing a player because I think that one, it gives great content for the podcast uh, to it sort of, again, it breeds site activity. I think that was probably apart from the pineapple on pizza debate, that was probably <laughs> the, hottest, the hottest debate in, uh, in the last year on the, on the site. Uh, but it also just proves that anybody's fallible. You know, you look at my team, I think, I think I've got quite a good team with or without Jota. Um, and it was just nice to, uh, I guess it was kind of weird to be on the receiving end of it, the controversy for a change, rather than the one trying to trip people up. Um, but yeah, no, do you know what? It's, uh, it is what it is. At the end of the day, boys, it's just a game. It's just players on a screen. Um, but I'd be lying if it said it didn't hurt, because it definitely did. 
it definitely did. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's all good. It's all good. Onwards and upwards next season. Uh, fingers crossed. I can still be best of the rest with or without the uh, the Wolves man. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think he wants to check in the future. I guess wasn't it? Waiting well, to wait to see. Uh... <laughs> Don't do it again because it's, it's a costly one. It's a costly one. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, again, in terms of uh, why you boys are on the podcast, I mean, uh, Bertie, I'll come to you first. Was there any opinions you had on that particular uh, controversial moment? Well, I've had a number of dealings with you over the years that we've been on the site uh, with regards to transfers of players, and I always find you a very honourable guy. And like we've been in parties when um, we've been going for BFAs together, and we'd say, I'd say, look, I want to go for that guy. And he said, yeah, like if the two of us have had. Uh, I remember those times when the two of us had were at the top of the scooter list, and I said, "Look, I want to go for him," and you'd say, "Yeah, okay," and you'd, you you wouldn't try to undercut or anything. So I, I always found you very honourable. So I would say, yeah, like it just is one of those things you were caught out. Like I was caught out the previous uh, week where I didn't do my squad update on time, and it's mm. uh, ten million fine. The rules are there for everybody. There's no one above the rules, and you just abided by the rules, and you lost out the same way as I did. Yeah, this is it. And so the any uh, anything else to mention on that one? Uh, I think you touched on it. I think it was just funny to see it being um, one of the insiders, if you like, one of the admins um, yeah. messing up for once, not one of us uh, general guys that usually get um, get a load of heat from. But it was nice to see it being one of the admins for once. And it was just yeah. funny to see how many replies that um, Fred the, um, Storm made got. It was just great. It was hot topic, I think, wasn't it? It was, That's the yeah, thing. it was. Um, I mean, again, what, what made me laugh I think I was in a party I can't remember who I was in a party with though what really did crack me up was um, the unlikely friendship that it kindled between MJG and Storm um, you know the, the pair of them were like bloody Cagney and Lacey coming after me and then all, all of a sudden Spurs play Everton and that's it then they're just not friends anymore I think it's absolutely brilliant um, but, uh, but no do you know what again I can't I can't stress enough that again I think that it's uh, it was important to see that it's that anybody could be culpable and nobody uh, no one's above the uh, above the law when it comes to these things so uh, no I, I will take it on the chin and uh, and like Bertie said I will never do that ever again I will count it <laughs> next time I'll get, my, I'll get my abacus out on deadline day next time but uh, but yeah no it's all good right um, and and to be fair this was uh, that was the only controversial thing that actually happened this week well, Apart- well it wasn't it wasn't because uh, there was a very controversial incident on uh, Friday night when uh, uh, Marcus Jonesy he abused his position uh, uh, running the uh, the cod night and he managed to log on to my Twitch we were playing a game where it was three snipers. Payne, myself, and I can't remember who else. And Payne was playing marvellously. He was killing people all over the place, hiding behind a lorry. And Marcus, the brains, Jones, he decided to log on to my Twitch because I was broadcasting live and tell everyone where Payne was. Oh, Payne. that is just shocking, isn't it? Oh, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I was just totally embarrassed by the whole situation. You want to distance yourself from him, don't you, Absolutely. Now? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, again, so, well, there you go. I mean, boys, any, any other controversial moments we should be talking about? I think I was probably just caught up in the whirlwind that was my transfer saga to realise. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was the most controversial thing of the week. It's been... Uh, <laughs> most people have been good. 
I think most people have behaved this week, haven't they? So, uh, so it's good to see. Um, right, boys. What we'll do is we will uh, we'll round it up if that's all right. I think obviously we had a good podcast, good bit of a chit chat. Uh, on the next one, um, we are looking out for someone to come on. Um, Harry has been promised to this next one, so he will be on to come on and uh, and defend himself. Uh, Ash will be hosting, so me and Harry can have a good old go against each other. Um, but we'll probably need someone else on there as well who's not in League Two next season. So if you're from the Championship, feel free to uh, to get involved. Um, failing that, obviously, I'm sure Rhino or someone from League One could come on, which would be great as well. Um, but yeah, hit me or Ash up and we'll uh, we'll get you on. Um, so all that's left, boys, is to say our goodbyes. So, Suthi, it's been great having you on, buddy. Congratulations again for the uh, for the league title. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on again soon. No, yeah, thank you very much. It was uh, good to be on. I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, hopefully be on again sometime. Perfect. Uh, Bertie, thank you very much as always for your contributions to the podcast, the golf especially. Uh, thanks for coming on tonight, buddy. Uh, thanks for having me on, lads. Um, the only thing I would regret was that I wasn't on last week to discuss uh, the pineapple pizza because I was really loving the chance to, uh, would have loved the opportunity to talk about my love of banana and pizza, but maybe that's for another day. But thanks oh, for having my me on. Word. You could have made a <laughs> controversy corner, couldn't you? Yeah. Good, yeah. Banana on pizza. Wow. Pineapple's looking all right now, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ash, as always, my friend, thank you very much for pushing the buttons and obviously yeah. making, uh, making this happen. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much if you want to say bye to the listeners. Yeah, no, thank you again for listening, as always. Thank you for the support and uh, thank you to Sophie and Bertie for coming on this episode and uh, see you next time. Yeah, fantastic. And again, uh, all that's obviously left to say is uh, thank you very much for listening, guys, from me. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And also, if you guys could leave some feedback, if you're still listening, obviously, at this point as well. I appreciate it's been a bit of a longer one. Um, if you could leave some feedback on in terms of the sound quality more than anything. Uh, we know Bertie's got his posh headphones that don't really work very well. Um, and obviously, Southie's a, a sort of a, not a, a regular. But me and Ash are both uh, investing in some headphones this week. Um, so just to make your listening experience more more enjoyable, hopefully. Uh, so let us know if the sound quality is better or if there's anything going forward that you'd want to change because ultimately this podcast is here for you and uh, and without you guys listening, there'd be no point in doing it. So uh, yeah, get in touch. Let us know if there's anything we can improve on or if this week was, was, uh, was better in terms of sound quality. All right, and we'll catch you on the next one, boys. Thank you very much. 